This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. My name is Walt, and each and every week we bring you content hoping that it inspires you to try something new, work a little harder at something you already pursue, but more importantly, just get outside. That's literally our goal, to inspire you guys to get outside more. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. We're, we're, we're glad to have you. We've grown a lot over the past couple of years. There's a lot of new faces, a lot of new names on Instagram and social media, and it's been a blast growing with you, hearing the, the topics that are important to you, hearing the things that you guys want to hear about. It's awesome because a lot of times it aligns with our own natural curiosities, and we're able to bring that content to you directly. Speaking of which, we just put made a post on Patreon. This is a call to all of our Patreon members where we are looking for topics for our June Patreon Live. That's where Chase and I are going to get on there, talk to you guys, talk topics that uh, matter to you guys. I mean, you guys get to pick the topics. So go log into Patreon, find the Patreon Live June post, drop a qu- comment, and let us know what you want to hear. We're going to pick some topics from that. We're going to jump on there at some point in June. Uh, that that time is to be announced as I'm recording this. It's still May. We haven't you know nailed down exactly when my baby's going to even be born. So <laughs> I can't tell you exactly when that is. But but get on there, jump on, and 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 drop a comment so we know what you guys would like to hear. And if you're listening to this and you don't know what Patreon is. It is a crowdfunding source to offset the cost of this show. We are going to do this show each and every week. We love doing it. We love interacting with you guys. But what Patreon allows us to do is more of it. We can travel because of it. We can upgrade our equipment as we go to bring you a better quality. We can buy uh, nice cameras so that we can live stream in HD and eventually migrate that into a podcast and put it onto YouTube and all these different things that you guys want to hear from us. So if you enjoy the show and you just want to hear more of it, check us out. The link is in the show notes. Otherwise, it's patreon.com. You can look up Chasing Tales right there. So we would love to have you guys. So one of the things we don't often talk about is the difficulties of this show. 
I mean, it, it seems a little bit like, you know, oh, pat us on the back. You know, this show's difficult to produce because in reality, we talk as it is. And basically, we're just hitting record. But, you know, there are difficulties to recording shows, production value of shows, learning the equipment, learning the editing, being a good host, which you guys know I struggle with. It's one of those situations where producing a show has come comes with its own difficulties, right? Every style comes with its difficulties. If you're just a podcast, you know, an audio podcast, you record, you have a chance to edit it, and then you publish it live. If you're a live, you know, streaming YouTube show, whatever you publish in live time, in live, you know, real time is what people are getting. There's no chance to edit it. There's no chance to, to, to filter it, really. And when you start to go into the shows that I think have the hardest like they are legitimately the hardest thing to do. I really feel like these are the the apex of production value. You look at the shows that are monologues. Colin Cowherd is a prime example of this. A lot of the time he is talking into a mic, he makes it interesting, and he does it for an hour, it seems like every day, seven days a week. And I don't know how he does it. I have the most respect for him. For that reason, I have refrained, and I think a lot of people refrain from monologue podcasts because they're very difficult to produce. And I think that it's one of those where it's very dangerous. You can become boring very, very quickly. Uh, you have to have all your ducks lined up in a row. And uh, with all of that said, I'm going to, you know, I buried the lead here. Today is a monologue podcast through a series of events. Uh, we were left without a guest and Chase had to tend to some things. And I wasn't planning on being this week's episode because I was supposed to have a baby by now. But uh, that hasn't happened, and so you guys are stuck with me. And when I was sitting here thinking about what I wanted to talk to you guys about, who I wanted to talk to you about, I realized there's some things that have been on my mind that uh, that might make, if you'll indulge me, a, a good monologue podcast. And so I'm going to try my hand here today. You guys, feel free to direct message us, tell us this is the worst thing ever. Uh, you know, if you never want to hear another. I don't, we have to come up with some title for this, so maybe it's Rants of a Ginger, Soulless Ginger, or something like that. We can come up with something if it's if it's terrible, and we'll make it a moniker that I'll I'll proudly wear as something I'll never, never force you guys to listen to again. But we're going to try that today, and I just kind of want to talk about something that's kind of been on my mind. I think it's, it's kind of on everybody's mind throughout the year, but especially as we come into the summer months, it's something that I think we have like the, well, I guess it's early spring, late spring, early summer months. We have like the full year ahead of us. And if you're a big hunter like I am, most of you guys are, you don't tune in for the fishing content. If you're a big outdoorsman, especially a big hunter, you have limitations in front of you. Sometimes those are monetary limitations. Sometimes those are physical limitations. Sometimes those are social limitations where you just don't have a whole lot of time to allocate to something. I, I I would postulate that a lot of you guys probably are not singular focused in what you do. What I mean by that is you are not a traditional bow hunter of hogs. You're a traditional bow hunter or you're a bow hunter or you're a deer hunter or you just like to hunt things, right? And you see how the the from going hyper focused at one end of the spectrum as you come out, you know, those resources get spread over a variety of other things. You know, uh, there are some people, I was one of them that for years my only passion was bow hunting whitetails. Everything I did centered around bow hunting whitetails, and that fulfilled me, and it made me real happy, and if that's you, congratulations. I think that in in the grand scheme of things, you're probably going to come out doing more with whatever resources you have because you are hyper, hyper hyper-focused. 
this goes out to this podcast probably speaks to a couple people. One, the new guys getting into it. Two, uh, the guys trying to assess their situation as they move forward. What can I do with what I have? Again, not all of this being monetary. Um, or, or the guys that are in the middle of it and maybe they've, they've gotten kind of caught up um, in, in the you know minutia of this, right? Caught up going through the motions. I, I feel like we can do more with what we have in the sense that a lot of times we've convinced ourselves, we've talked ourselves out from the jump that we don't have enough to do. We don't have enough of what we think we need in order to pursue our passions the way we want to pursue them. And I don't mean that as a, as a judgment. I, I'm that guy. If it was me, I would spend a month this September chasing elk in Colorado. In October, I would bounce and chase muleys somewhere else. And in November, I'd be in Kansas chasing whitetails, right? Like if it was me and I had infinite resources and very few of us do, um, you know, I would bounce around and do a lot of things. So I'm not picking on anybody. This, this is just something that occurs every year when I get, you know, I go through my, you know, time resources and assess what I can and, and choose to do with them. I get messages from new hunters all the time. Hey, what do I need? This is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm doing. What should I get here? What should I get there? And I think it's real, I think it's dangerous. It is really dangerous that we can too easily fall into the idea that we don't have what we need. So I've said that twice now. Let's kind of talk about what that, what I, what I'm trying to get at. I think it's very easy to convince ourselves that what is the ideal sequence of events or gear setups or effort put into things is what we have to do in order to just hunt. Let's be real. If you want to experience the outdoors, all you have to do is drive to the woods and walk. You don't have to have special hiking boots. You can wear whatever clothes you have at the house. You don't have to do anything special to experience the outdoors. I think we need to kind of maybe be honest with ourselves sometimes, and, and especially when we're influencing the next generation of outdoorsmen or, or, or aspiring outdoorsmen, to not feel like they are, are like pressured to buy the best of everything before they go outside. If you really boil it down and you really distill it down into a couple things, you need a hunting license, you need a weapon, and you need reliable transportation to get there. That's all you need. Okay, you don't have to have a tree stand. You don't have to have a tree saddle. You don't have to have a a, a ground blind. You don't have to have a thousand dollar bow. You don't have to have a thousand dollar rifle. You don't have to have camo. You don't have to wear clothes. <laughs> I mean, get that mental image out of your head, right? Like that's terrible. A bunch of guys walking through the woods, buck naked, chasing chasing whitetail. Uh, I bet you that would solve our public land problem really quick. But my point stands. When you're looking at what you're doing, make sure that you aren't trying to adhere to what seems to be the standard of what you need and make sure you're really being diligent with your resources towards what you can do with them. A prime example of this is I don't have the money to go out West and hunt elk. Don't get me wrong. High end gear makes all the difference. I have benefited from my uncle's generosity. He's helped me get out there. He, he, he is, you know, allowed me to use sleeping bags that were way outside my price range. He's allowed, you know, he's, 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 I mean, the resources I was granted were wonderful. And the whole time I was out there, I thought to myself, wow, this is amazing. This experience is awesome. And when I came back, I really sat down and thought to myself, what is stopping me from going out there? And it was this idea that I had to have a $1,000 pair of boots to go. I had to have an ultralight pack to go. I had to have this. I had to have And There were all these huge financial barriers 
huge financial barriers. And then we're not even talking about the hunting license, which costs $700. I mean, that's huge. That's a lot of money to cough up. So when I really got back and I looked at a lot of things and I, and I really boiled it down to what is my passion going out west, I just want to be there. So there's nothing that's going to stop me from simply being there. When I went out there, I went out in a pair of $60 boots. They tore my feet up. It was an awesome story. <laughs> I paid for it for days afterwards. But I can tell you right now that if you told me I had to go out there and wear that same pair of boots, $60 pair of boots, I would go out there with the same $60 pair of boots. I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything life-threatening. If it's going to be cold, you need to have adequate clothing, right? If it's going to be hot, you need to have adequate water, okay? There are certain bare necessities that you have to have. But don't get caught up in the rat race of, you know, 0.5 ounce hammocks and and th- sub four pound bows and a nine hundred set dollar set of broadheads because if you get this once in a lifetime opportunity on an elk, you know you don't want to botch it, right? We we have these conversations. We talk ourselves into feeling like we have to go really hard in all facets in order to simply do. Bring it home. Let's talk deer. You don't need a tree stand. You don't need any of those things that I talked about. You can hunt from the ground on a bucket. You can hunt from a ground on your knees with a with a cushion or a pillow that you brought from the house, right? A lawn chair that's dark green that you can brush in. You can make a ground blind anywhere you want to. We're legal. I mean, maybe there's a place where you can't do that. But we have a lot of new hunters. If you're listening and you are new to this and you're getting into it and it's financially daunting, right? We're just obviously harping on that on that component because I think it tends to be the one that gets beat the most. Everybody's budget is limited in some shape, way, shape, or form. Really break down what you have to have before you start looking at the extras. And you can take time to build the arsenal of items you have. You're not going to be an excellent deer hunter day one. You're not going to go out and kill big deer day one. Probably not year one. If you're in Florida, it might be several years before you kill a big deer. It is what it is. So don't beat yourself up for not having the latest and greatest. And, And don't sell yourself short that working harder couldn't compensate for the deficiency in what you have. For instance, if you put your mind to it, I am convinced you can kill deer from the ground. You're just going to have to work a little harder. You're going to have to work a little different. It is what it is. What would you rather do? Not be able to participate this year, kick the bucket down the road, talk yourself out of out of pursuing something new, or taking the dive, being a little uncomfortable, risk it being a really funny story when you tell everybody one day, and actually experience it. And when it comes to me, I'm going to choose the the latter. I want to be out there even if it sucks. I want to be out there even if 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 you know my boots have holes in them and my feet get wet. It is what it is. I think that another thing that we we kind of let prevent us from getting out there is not knowing something or worrying about making a mistake intimidate us. We live in a world of infinite information and a lot of times, probably Chasing Tails is guilty of this as well. A lot of times, we only highlight the high points as a priority. Um, you know, you hear about the hunts that went really well, the hunts that got really close, and, and you hear from us once a week, and maybe we hunted four times that week, but we're telling you about one story that happened one time out of four all-day hunts. Well, maybe that's on us for not telling the full story. Maybe that's on us for not producing a a high-quality product. But if you scroll through Instagram, if you go through YouTube, it's all kind of a consistent theme. You see people doing an awesome thing consistently, or you see it consistently on your feed. Maybe that one person only posts one photo a year, and it looks awesome, and it's a big gripping grin with a really big deer, but he put 45 days straight in. He banked his entire, you know, 
entire year's worth of vacation and sick leave, burned all the bridges he had, hunted for 45 days, and killed a big deer. And every year he kills one big deer doing that, and his page is just full of big buck photos, right? The reality is you're going to make decisions that suck. You're going to learn. You can't possibly listen to this podcast or any other podcasts enough to not make mistakes as you go. And I think a lot of times what people... Um, another trap they fall into is they don't know how to hunt where they are. They feel intimidated. They feel discouraged. And I think that's attributable to the idea that we sell the outcome and not the adventure itself. If you're going in the woods and this is not some woe is, you know, like woe on them, poor mouthing, uh, guys who get it done all the time. This isn't some salve on the open wound of, I couldn't get it done, so I'm making an excuse to make myself feel better. I really don't care that I'm a bad deer hunter. You guys know this enough. I am way too transparent as it is. In fact, I'm not really good at anything besides editing a podcast. But, But if you truly aren't setting yourself up to love the process to love the adventure. If your sole out your sole goal is that hopeful outcome. That happens also infrequently and you can't enjoy the little victories as you go. This doesn't mean after years of hunting public land it's not going to get frustrating and discouraging. I've talked about that on the podcast before. But I've always done as best a job I could. And I'm sure I've fallen short trying to keep myself anchored and that it's the adventure that I'm after. The fact that it sucked hunting Florida public land for three years and I finally connected, that was part of the process. Sure, it was frustrating. Sure, I got down on myself. But I kept going because I knew one day the outcome would be a a small YouTube video that in the off-season I could go back and reference. It would be some meat in the freezer that one day I could cook on the grill and take pride in the fact that I earned it. And I think a lot of new guys or a lot of guys that get caught up watching and consuming content get all too, are all too quick to get frustrated when they don't have the right outcome or they don't or they don't get the right outcome or they don't know something or they feel insecure about making the right decision or they're worried about making the wrong decision. That's how you learn. And let's face it, on top of that, you might get lucky, guys. You might be the guy that goes out there day three on a week-long hunt on a piece of public land you don't know anything about, and it just so happened that a doe, a hot doe, got pushed out by a coyote across the field. You're on the wrong side of the field. A hot doe gets pushed by a coyote to the other side of the field right before daylight, and a big buck comes out, and as you're pulling your bow up, just as you knock your arrow, here he comes, and he stands broadside. Things happen. You can get lucky, but don't let the fear of failure stop you from going. Don't talk yourself out of getting up the next morning and going because you haven't seen anything in three days. And who knows if the wind's quite right and, 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 oh, well, you know, it's been forever and a day. And why do you even waste your time with it? Don't, don't let those thoughts creep into your mind. I I can speak to that because I've done it myself. Keep it about the process. Keep it about learning and soaking up as much as you can and enjoying the fact that there are people all over the world dying to be where you are. That's not cheesy. There are people dying to be pursuing their passion each and every day, and they're stuck at an office or they're stuck doing something else, and you're out there doing it. So don't let not knowing or worries about making a mistake stop you from getting out there. So here's the deal, guys. I'm not going to belabor you because this is my first monologue, and I just had kind of had some some high-level talking points that I wanted to use as a segue for discussion. And so my goal with this is to broaden this discussion. One of the things we're considering is each and every year we get these same questions. 
how do I get into this? How do I go about this? And Chase and I are talking about doing playlists, both on the podcast, but also in video format in a little different way uh, for people who have questions like this, like how to get into hunting public land, how to get into hunting deer, how to get into archery for a bu- on a budget, you know, how to, how to go on an all out of state hunt on a budget, you know, stuff like that. All these different questions that come into play. We're thinking about creating playlists in the off season that address some of these concerns. So what am I asking of you guys? It's simple. If you enjoy these how-to or these these breaking down the basic episodes, or if there's topics that you'd like us to have guests on or Chase and I discuss in further detail, then um, let us know. Send us a message. You know, uh, shoot us a message on Patreon. Uh, drop a comment uh, on, on on this link in the in the Facebook. You know, wherever you see this this podcast posted. You know, drop a comment. Let us know what series is you have, what questions you have, what topics you'd like to see discussed. Because we're going to start to assemble those as we go. We've got a couple really fun ones planned up for you guys. But I really want to stay connected to you guys. I really want to keep a pulse on what you guys want to hear, what you guys want to see, and. Um, that that's that's the goal of this monologue. If 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 I didn't uh, put you guys to sleep, I know this is a short episode. I tried to keep it that way, but if I didn't put you to sleep, and you'd like to see maybe more detailed versions of these, or you'd like to see Chase and I discuss some of these things uh, together, let us know. Uh, we're always loving to talk to you guys, hear what hear what you guys enjoy, and uh, I hope I didn't uh, I hope I didn't ruin my first Colin Cowherd take here. Uh, I, I don't have any hot takes for you guys. You know, the Steelers are not winning the Super Bowl, but, you know, it is what it is. So if you enjoyed this episode, guys, as always, we're just going to ask that you drop a comment, shoot us a message, tell a friend about the podcast because that's how we grow. Check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. We'd love to have you on all those platforms. And don't forget about our Patreon giveaway. At the end of June, we're going to be giving away a cell cam and four uh, non-cellular cell cams as well. Our way of saying thank you. That giveaway is free. You can go to the Patreon. There's a link where we just e- capture your email. That puts you into the giveaway. But if you want additional entries, you can go and sign up for the 5 or $10 tier. That gets you somewhere between three and five times as many entries for every giveaway. It just boosts your odds. And again, it helps us do more of this, more YouTube videos, um, more podcasts, remote podcasts, in-person podcasts, all that good stuff. But uh, appreciate you guys entertaining me on my first monologue. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope we can build on this discussion. Until next time, no matter what you do, get outside and enjoy the great outdoors.